All right, well, let's get going here. So the review, if you want to, if you want a digital copy, also it's on eClass. You can always find it there. All right, so first up there, uh, this whole unit was about the executive branch, and the executive branch is made up of two things. Uh, you've got the presidency, and you've got the bureaucracy. And just remember, you've got three assignments and a quiz to get done with this. Two of them, uh, the presidential amendments, I thought was pretty low level, pretty easy. Uh, and same thing with the bureaucracy thing, where you're analyzing the bureaucracy, that was pretty low level, where you're just kind of, hey, here's the information, let me put it on the paper. The other one, the roles of the president, was a little more, you know, you still had to do some research, but you had to put it in a presentation type format. Um, so that was the one that should have been a little more time consuming. And then the quiz, I think it's 15 or 20 questions. Um, just get that done and knocked out. I think you have two chances. So if you don't like your grade, you can always uh, get that repeated. But get it done before uh, Friday so you don't have to worry about anything over the Thanksgiving break. All right. All right, let's get going with the uh, study guide. So first off, um, the bureaucratic agency responsible for food. Um, you need to, to know and understand that's going to be the Food and Drug Administration. Okay. So the FDA, they're the ones that approve all foods, uh, the drugs. If you've gotten the booster shot or uh, the, uh, the the vaccine uh, for the, the COVID stuff, that approval came from the FDA. Okay. Um, FDA, Food and Drug. Yeah. Uh, cabinet positions for enforcing laws. So basically, you know, uh, the president's job is to enforce the laws. So which cabinet position is going to be responsible for uh, making sure that the laws are being implemented the way they're supposed to? Uh, if you ever sue the federal government, you would go up against this group. Uh, and that is going to be the Department of Justice. Okay, so that is the cabinet position that is going to be responsible for enforcing all the laws is the Department of Justice. Uh, the Treasury Department is responsible for. So the Treasury Department has a lot of stuff they got going on. We, we probably know the money stuff. So they're going to be responsible for our currency uh, and our coins and things like that. Uh, they produce all that stuff as well. So they print it off. Uh, a couple of other things they do uh, is they handle the uh, U.S. government um, money accounts, basically, I guess, for a lack of a better way to say it. So all the money accounts that the government has, and there's a ton of them, and then all the tax stuff. So like the IRS is going to be under the Treasury, okay, uh, and they're going to handle all that stuff. So handling the, 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 the currency, the coins, making that kind of stuff, producing that kind of stuff, um, enforcing tax laws. You know, they never forget if you don't pay your taxes, so pay those dang things. Uh, they come after you pretty hard. Uh, all right, presidential checks on Congress. Uh, really, the only one that they have as a true check on Congress is the veto. All right. So the veto power is really the only thing that they have over Congress. Congress has a lot more power over them than the president has over Congress. Uh, let's see. Roles of the president. So we got a lot of roles of the president. And um, on the test, there's several questions uh, that ask you, hey, what's this an example of? Uh, as far as roles of the president. So um, I'm, not, I'm going out of order some from the test. So keep that in mind. Um, you, you might not see some, they're, not all these are on there, but most of them are, and they're at different points in the test. All right, so chief executive, uh, this is where the president is going to be uh, enforcing the laws and appointing people to positions and pardoning people. Okay, so chief executive, this is basically the day-to-day -day running of the federal government. Um, they're going to 
um, enforce the laws here. All right, so they'll work with the Department of Justice to enforce the laws as the chief executive. They will appoint people to positions, so judges, cabinet positions, things like that. And this is also where they can pardon people. If you commit a federal crime, the president has the option to pardon you if you can get their attention, basically. Okay. Yeah. So if you get put in jail for 25 years and you write to the president, you're like, please pardon me. If they feel sorry for you, they can do that. But not state crimes. They can't pardon you from state crimes. All right. Leader of the party. Uh, pretty simple. Uh, they are just the face of their party. Okay. That does not mean they run the party. They are just the face of the party. Okay. Uh, so right now, when people think of the Democrats, they think of Joe Biden quite often. Uh, when people think of the Republicans back in the day, they thought of uh, Donald Trump. Okay. So just the face of the party, basically. Uh, Commander in chief is probably the easiest one. Uh, that's where they lead the military. Okay. So all military decisions go through the president. Uh, they cannot declare war though. All right. Congress is the only one that can declare war. All right. So president, but you know, all the decisions uh, to drop the bomb on Japan in World War II, that was Truman uh, to go after uh, Osama bin Laden was President Obama's decision back in 2010 or so. Uh, so they do that kind of stuff. All right. The head of state chief citizen. Uh, this is just them as the face of the country. So just like with the leader of the party, they're the face of the party. Uh, they're also going to be kind of the person that people think of when they think of the U.S. So, um, you know, this is going to be them. You know, President Biden gave a speech last Thursday for Veterans Day. There's nothing official there. It's just something that the president does. Um, July 4th next year, the president will give a speech, so on and so forth. So stuff like that. Nothing really official. Uh, Chief Diplomat, uh, this is where the president is going to deal with foreign countries. Okay, so foreign countries, whether it is going to another country and working with them or having other countries come to us and working with, <clears throat> excuse me, and working with them, <clears throat> that's going to be the chief diplomat. Biden was just over in Scotland uh, for the environmental stuff going on. Okay, so he was meeting with, I think, 200 other countries. Uh, legislative leader. So the president works with Congress in this position to get things passed. I know things is a super technical term, uh, but that's just the president trying to work with Congress to get bills passed, to get laws passed that he wants. The president cannot introduce stuff, but they can do stuff uh, working with Congress. And then finally, they're the chief economist. Uh, they're in charge of the economy. Okay. Now, I don't really like this one because we give way too much credit to a president for good economic stuff and way too much blame for bad uh, stuff, but they, they still get the, they, they have those things. So when the economy is going good, we give the president all the credit. And when the president, I mean, when the economy is doing bad, the president gets all the blame as well. All right, moving on, uh, the Department of Defense responsibilities, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they deal with national security and the armed forces. Okay. So the Department of Defense, to keep it as simple as possible, uh, they are going to work to keep us safe national security wise, and then they also handle the armed forces. So they're in charge of the military. All right, uh, the purpose, and I, if I go too fast, let me know. I'll, I'll be happy to slow down. Uh, the purpose of the cabinet members, they're basically just advisors to the president. Okay, so they're advisors to the president. They can go to the president with all sorts of 
thoughts and ideas and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's up to the president to use the advice. And he doesn't have to if he wants to. There's a famous story of Abraham Lincoln real quick. Uh, he asked his cabinet what they thought. And they all raised their hand and said, yeah, we think we should do that. And he said, well, I appreciate your advice, but we're going to do what I want to. And he chose to not, he didn't do what they did, what they wanted. So it's up to them to make the final decision. All right. Um, Secretary of the Interior Responsibilities. Um, for this one, you need to understand that the interior deals with land issues. So uh, it's going to be like taking federal land and make it into the national parks. How do we conserve the, the green spaces that we have and things like that? Okay, so that's going to be their job as the Secretary of the Interior. Secretary of the State, don't get mixed up with this one. Be sure you understand this is the one that deals with foreign policy. Okay, so the Secretary of State is going to be responsible for all the dealings with other countries. All right, so they're going to deal with other countries. All the embassies that are out there uh, in these other countries, the Secretary of State is in charge of those because they're going to be the ones that deal with the foreign policy stuff. Okay, um, the presidential amendments. There's a couple of them on the test. Once again, they're not right in order. It doesn't go 12, 20, 22, 25. Uh, so they're kind of spread out, but I'm going to do them all four here together. So don't think when I go through the test tomorrow, oh, where's the 20, 20th amendment? Okay. All right, so the 12th Amendment, very quickly, because uh, you did this in the assignment, this deals with uh, presidential elections, okay? Um, and it's where it makes it to where we use one ballot versus taking the top two, okay? So all you got to understand about the 12th Amendment is that it deals with the elections. And the problem was the top two vote getters were the president and vice president. Okay, so could you imagine Trump as Biden's vice president right now? Could you imagine uh, Hillary Clinton as Trump's vice president in 2016? Some of them would have been, been killed, right? Um, so, but that's how they used to do it. Just whoever got the most votes, one and two, were the president and vice president. So instead, let's have separate. Okay. Huh? No, no, no. It, it, we need it. Well, we don't want to have so prior in 1792 and or no excuse me 1789 when washington won in 1792 and then 1796 it was just i get the, the most votes on the president you're my opponent but you got the second most votes so you're going to be my vice president oh, so, so now we elect we we have them it's separate so the 12th amendment is now is that it prevents that happening. yes it prevents that from happening yeah okay the 20th amendment uh just sets the inauguration date as january 20th Okay, so the uh, 20th Amendment just sets the inauguration date for the presidency as uh, the 20th. This was because it used to be in March, and we wanted to shorten that time frame down. So it used to be the, the, the March, now we want it to be uh, quicker, sooner. The 22nd Amendment sets the amount of terms a president can serve. How many terms can a president serve? Two. What's the max number of years they could be? Ten. Ten. How could they do ten? You know, nah. so it depends on the time when they took a office as vice president. So if Kamala Harris took office right now, 
this would count as a term because she'd have more than two years left. If something happens to Biden in 23, let's say, uh, and she took over, that would not count as a term. So she could take over and then serve, win the term in 24, and then again in 28 and serve you know, nine, nine and a half years or whatever. So the maximum you can do is 10 years. And then the 25th Amendment, it just sets the line of succession. So who's going to take over if the president uh, dies or resigns or whatever? And the vice president, the speaker of the house. Okay. So the 12th deals with elections. 20th is the inauguration date. The 22nd is um, the terms, how many terms you can serve. It sets it at two. And then the 25th is who takes over. All right. Okay. Powers of the president. Um, one of your content things, one of the slides uh, or videos, I can't remember which one I put on there, uh, deals with kind of the formal versus informal powers of the president. And uh, you just got to know, you know, uh, what the informal power, I mean, what the formal powers are. The main formal power they have, there's two of them, all right? Uh, they can veto. That's in the Constitution. It says that that's a formal thing that the president can do. And they can also, um, uh, they're the commander in chief. And then the, the third one is kind of, it's the one where we talked about where, where they can pardon people. All right. That's a formal power. Okay. So that's a formal power. Don't get confused. Don't get messed up with the wording of this. Okay. Yes. The president can veto something. The president cannot override a veto because they're the one doing the vetoing. All right. Um, they cannot declare war. Remember, that's only Congress that can declare war. So I'm telling you this stuff so that you hopefully don't get mixed up and, and messed up on the test tomorrow with the wording, because some of the wording on the question, I'm looking at the question now, is kind of off a little bit. Okay, so be sure, hey, the three things they can do, they can veto a law, they're the commander in chief, and they can pardon someone. Those are the three formal powers you got to know. All right. Uh, let's see. The Attorney General, um, the Attorney General is like the top lawyer, okay, and they run the FBI, the ATF, which is Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and the DEA, which deals with the drugs, okay. So basically, you need to know, hey, Attorney General is in charge of these agencies, the FBI, all these law enforcement things, FBI, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and drugs, drug enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's one person, but they have the whole agency underneath them. But yeah, it was the FBI, alcohol, tobacco, and fire, firearms, ATF, and then the DEA, drug enforcement. Yeah. Okay. Um, no electoral majority. Uh, that's a weirdly worded uh, statement there. Basically, if there's no, if nobody gets 270, all right, which is the number you got to get to be the, the electoral president or the elected, uh, it goes to the House of Representatives. Okay. So if Biden nor Trump had gotten the majority of the electoral votes in 2020, the House of Representatives would have picked the new president. All right, the Electoral College, uh, you need to know that number 270 for the basics. It takes 270 electoral votes to become president. 
270 to become president. So when you watch election coverage in 2024, after you have voted, uh, just know you're looking for someone to get to 270. Okay. Uh, and then criticism, the main criticism is that the winner of the popular vote might not win the Electoral College. It just happened in 2016. Clinton won the popular vote, but she lost the Electoral College. All right. Well, people get upset when they see, oh, this person got 75 million popular votes and the loser got 73 million. That means the majority of the population favored the loser, but because they won the right votes, the, the loser of the popular vote won. Does that make sense? So real quick about the Electoral College. Um, it's based on a state's senators. So every state has two plus the number of house members they get. So like Georgia, we have 14 house members. So we have 16 electoral votes. So whoever wins this state gets 16 votes. And so you're trying to get to that 270. So if you win the right number of states or the right states that have the most votes, you could win without winning the popular vote. So why are well, because we have different populations. Like Georgia has more people than North Dakota. Yeah. And California has the most people. So they have 53, 55 votes. So so if you could win Texas, California, New York, uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, you know, you, you'd stand a pretty good chance of winning no matter what the rest of the people said. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the criticism. And that's what you got to know on the test, though. It's a criticism about the popular vote. All right, the impeachment process. Uh, just know the three things they can be impeached for. We've already done impeachment, but they can be impeached for treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. So the three things someone can be impeached for is treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay, so treason, bribery, and high crimes and misdemeanors. No one knows what high crimes and misdemeanors are because they can be anything. All right, the presidential qualifications, there are three things that are formal. You got to be 35, you got to be a natural born citizen, and you got to have been a resident for 14 years. Guess what? I'm your next president. At least I qualify. Anyways. Uh, natural born citizen. Okay. Uh, 14 years in this in the country. All right. Going to the back. All right, so the presidential campaign thing there, I, I struggle with what to do with this question because the question on the test is about, it, it's just reading a passage from a presidential campaign in 1964 and then gathering what it means. So, I'm not going to spend any time because the Jackson stuff's not on there. The LBJ, the question's about LBJ, but it's just about his uh, his ad. Did y'all, I don't know if y'all, U.S. History, did you watch the LBJ ad? It's about the atomic bomb dropping on this little kid. Have y'all seen that one? Okay. Well, it's a pretty, and especially for the time, it was pretty shocking to see this. There was a little girl counting daisy flowers, one, two, three, and then all of a sudden an atomic bomb is implied to have dropped on her face. Um, so... Just, you know, I think you I think you'll be able to read the question and get the answer. But it's just reading that passage about that ad and um, 
then answer the question. All right. So, hmm? How did he do the Well, he was the incumbent, so he, he stood a pretty good chance. Um, basically, the ad was trying to say, hey, if you elect the other guy, he's going to get us into a nuclear war. And people were very scared of nuclear war back then because of the, the, the threat of the atomic bomb from us and Russia and everybody else. So the, 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 the bottom line was, hey, if you elect this guy, then he's going to be dropping bombs all over the place. They're going to retaliate, and we're just going to all die. So elect me, and I'll keep us out of that is what he's trying to say. Okay. Um, so I'm going to skip the campaign stuff because it's just that question. Sorry, long way to say that. Uh, let's see. Independent agencies. Um, just know that regulatory commissions, which is the next thing there, uh, regulatory commissions are going to be the ones that set rules for industries. Okay. So regulatory commissions are the agencies that set rules for large industry. So think of the radio industry, the TV industry, they're regulated by the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. Okay. One of my dreams is to call into a radio program and cuss on the radio. It's just it's something I want to do. But the FCC says you can't do that, says I can't get in there and drop F-bombs like I'd like to. So most radio stations now operate on a seven-second delay. So if I was to get into a radio station and start cussing, they would just drop me and they could easily bleep me out because they have somebody on the button. So my dreams are crushed uh, as usual because of the FCC. But just regulatory commissions, they're the ones that set those kind of things. Okay, that's all you got to understand. Long story to say that. Um, government corporations, they are uh businesses run by the government okay so businesses run by the government the the best example is the postal service all right so government corporation uh is a business run by the government the best example is uh the postal service the tva the T tennessee valley authority from the from the great depression is one they provided damn jobs and damn power uh, for the Tennessee Valley. All right. No one laughed at my damn joke. So I hate y'all. Uh, all right. So that's that. Now we've already gone through the cabinet, what they are, and we've already looked at some of the positions. So I'm not, there's not a specific question about that other than the advisory thing that we did earlier. And we've talked about some of the specific positions, the attorney general, uh, department of the treasury and things like that. Okay. Uh, the SEC, so not the football conference, but the Securities and Exchange Commission. <clears throat> they uh, are going to be the ones that uh, monitor and regulate the stock market. Okay. Uh, so they are going to monitor the stock market and they're going to try and keep me and you safe and, and protect us as investors. If you ever invest in the stock market uh, from illegal practices. Okay. So their job is to try and keep us basically on an even playing field, right? So they're, they're supposed to keep us uh, on an even playing field and get rid of fraud in the stock market, uh, make sure investments are, are on the up and up and all that kind of good stuff. Okay, sanctions. Uh, this is a foreign policy tool, all right? So a foreign policy tool, uh, and typically they're economic, 
where they will put um, they'll put trade penalties on people, um, put quotas on people on other countries. I don't know if you pay attention to the Middle East, but we had a lot of sanctions on Iran because we didn't like some of the stuff they were doing human rights wise. Okay. All right, uh, the executive orders, uh, real quick, an executive order is just a directive to an agency from the president on the test. I don't even think you have to understand what an executive order is. You just have to be able to look at a chart and see that executive orders have gone up over the years, okay? So if you can read that chart and make sense of that, I think you should go answer that question without even knowing what an executive order is. But it is a directive to uh, a a federal agency from the president and they have to follow through with it. Okay. So that's, that's why it's sometimes considered a law is because they do have to follow through with it. All right. Public opinion polls. Um, you just got to know that the best thing to make a public opinion poll valid is to have random sampling. Uh, you want to have as many different people as possible uh, answer your, your questions. Um, if, if, if you want to get an answer or if you want your poll to say something, then go talk to the specific people. So if I want to get a, a poll that is Republican leaning, guess who I go talk to Republicans. If I wanted to be Democrat leaning, who do I go talk to Democrats? So if I want it to be a valid poll, I need to get both those people to come and talk. Does that make sense to y'all? So you want to have a, a random sampling. I don't want to have just one, one group here one group there, give me the answers. I want to have a random sample. All right, the types of elections, you got general, primary, and midterm. Uh, the general election is the big one. This is the presidential election. It happens every four years. Okay, so that is the general election. It is the presidential election. It is the one that most people put the most importance on because they think the president is the most important position. Uh, let's do the midterm next. The midterm election this is in the middle of the president's term. So we have one coming up in 2022 and it's just congressmen and senators. Okay. Now there's some other, like our governor is going to be running for reelection in this midterm, but it's not really part of the midterm elections. It's, it's, it just happens to fall then. Okay. Yeah. Senators uh, House members. Okay. Um, I argue that this election and electing for your, your congressman is more important than the president because, you know, we said the only check the president has is a veto, but Congress can override that. Congress gets to do everything they want to, basically. They can, the president's relying on Congress for everything else. So um, go vote in 2022. Okay. Uh, and then the, the primaries, this is just where you pick your presidential nominees. So the, the, the primaries... Uh, this is where you're going to pick the candidates for the general election. Okay. So in 2024, the Republicans will probably run 15 to 20 people and they'll whittle it down. And whoever wins that, that stuff will be the, the Republican nominee for the, the president. Yeah. Uh, a general, there's only two presidential candidates primary, you have multiple candidates from both parties running for president. Okay, good question. All right, last few things here, treaties and executive agreements. Uh, the treaties, um, those are made by the president or the secretary of state 
and they are with other countries. Okay, so they're basically, to make it simpler, they're formal agreements with other countries. Okay, so formal agreements with other countries. Uh, the purpose of the national conventions is to select the candidates for president from each party. So at the, the national conventions, you pick who's going to be your candidate. And then finally, Homeland Security. It is the last and most recent cabinet position, and it was created to help out with terrorism. It was created after 9-11 happened, uh, and it was established to assist with all the investigations into uh, the terroristic threats and all that kind of stuff. Okay? All right. Uh, if you have questions, podcast listeners, uh, feel free to contact me via Remind or email. Uh, but the test is Thursday, the 18th, and then we'll do test corrections on Friday. Be sure you get all your stuff turned in uh, by Friday.